Welcome to the CLF podcast. Uh, today is, I, I'm excited about today, we have a special guest with us, Elaine Binema. Um, I've told her I'm going to introduce, introduce her as the lady with all the answers. And um, uh, I'm really looking forward, actually, to today's discussion. Uh, we're going to talk about mental health. Uh, Elaine is, is a counselor. And uh, we've invited her in, and she was so kind and gracious. Welcome, Elaine. Oh, so, thank you so much. So happy to have you here. Um, she was, she's come and agreed to have some discussion with us and um, about mental health, and because we, we're in a difficult time, um, all of us as a world, and uh, you know, lots of isolation and lots of change, which isn't always bad, but sometimes very difficult for us as humans to uh, to cope <laughs> mm-hmm. with change and to cope with isolation. <clears throat> Uh, and so, um, you know, we're going to talk about mental health and, and the issues and Elaine's going to, you know, hopefully leave us with some, some great tips, not hopefully, I know she will, some, uh, some great tips, things that, that we can do uh, to, to take care of ourselves. So welcome, Elaine. Thank Again, so, so, so glad you're here. And um, if, you, if you don't know, Elaine um, lives in, in Black Creek and has a counseling service. Uh, from there, and um, how would if people want to get in contact with you at some point, maybe they watch this, and uh, how would they do that? How would they? Yeah, so I do have a website. is ebcounseling.com. So yeah. you can go there and yeah. see what I'm about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably your best bet. Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I know all your contact information is on there. I, I've certainly given people your your website. <clears throat> And, um, you know, some of the, some folks from our church, I know have been, been to see you and you've been nothing but great help for them. So, um, so, you know, in, in light of what, what is happening in our world and, um, uh, you know, um, mental health issues were certainly becoming more and more prevalent, uh, you know, more aware, uh, mm-hmm. in our culture, which was, it's a good, it's a good move. Um, but of course now we're in an even more difficult time and, um, I think, people are finding themselves struggling uh, even more in, in, in right now and um, and perfectly understandable with you know again the isolation and the change and you know people that were used to going to work every day then weren't mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden you know you're home for three months and then you have to go back to work but everything a lot of a lot has changed around work and things like that so um, you know we, we've got a few questions that we we've, we've laid out already um, and um, that, that um, we've decided that we'd like to answer. Um, in that, you know, if you watch this and you think you have other questions, uh, please let us know, and we'll, we'll maybe schedule a follow-up conversation at, at some point in time with, with Elaine. But, um, you know, as humanity, we're built for community, we're built for relationships, but you know, we're, we're in this season that, that, uh, where people find themselves uh, more isolated than normal. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, you know, one of the things I, I want to ask is what kind of effect does that prolonged isolation have on us? Because I, I think people might be experiencing some things that maybe they're not aware of, or it might even just cue yeah. them as to, so can you? Can yeah, you, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think maybe you want to define mental health because sometimes oh, people sure. look at mental health and they go, okay, something diagnosable in the DSM yeah. is what having a mental illness is but when we look at that it's just the health of your mentality and and we all deal with the health of our mentality Mm -hmm. what our thoughts are like what's going on in our mind Mm -hmm. um why isolation is not good for people (laughs) that is the question and we know it's not we know that god made us relational Mm -hmm. we know that that's part of us um the issue is is that we all have a predisposition for something to not 
maybe go quite right. So let's say our DNA and how we're created, um, we all have dispositions for things to come out. Mm-hmm. And it's environmental factors that bring those things Okay. to light sometimes right. they might stay dormant if you so some people that have had a lot of traumas or things happen in their life those people sometimes things come to the surface where someone if they didn't have those things happen it, it might not have come out sure. Sure. so we know um just from um experience and people knowing what human beings are like but also um what's been researched is that human beings don't do well alone yeah that this is an environmental factor that will not be helpful to keep some of those things in check Mm -hmm. so on a really simple answer it's just that's environmental factor that could bring out things that you're predisposed to so say you just have a predisposition to anxiety you might find that rises in that time because the environment's not helpful okay um, you don't have that piece um I think also isolation's really personal. Mm-hmm. What makes someone feel isolated? Yeah, right. And so for some people going through COVID, um, they could go, I haven't struggled that much that way. I've got my few people <laughs> and sure. that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to normalize those differences. So what i've heard people say and what we have a tendency to do is do a lot of comparing so if we if we are really struggling and around somebody that says yeah it hasn't really affected me we almost think it it unvalidates what we're Mm. going through Mm. yeah and you've probably heard the expression comparisons the thief of joy right and uh, (laughs) joy being a mental health issue so I I know in church I often would say joy is an inside job like it right you know it's something that happens inside it's not based on external circumstances although we know that external circumstances certainly affect our life so um, yeah that that's um, that that actually makes a lot of sense and you know well there maybe isn't specific um, indicators, but the thing that a person is predisposed to is is what they're they're going to um, be experiencing. Yeah, right or now. maybe it, come up, or yeah, yeah. yeah that that's um, I appreciate that, and yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that that's that's great. I I was actually expecting kind of a list, but that that's even <laughs> this is even better uh, <laughs> it, because it, it isn't that simple. It, it, it we're we're a little it more isn't. complicated and complex, right? <laughs> and, right. Uh, um, you know, like most humanity we like lists we like things to be boiled down and and a little bit simple for us right but um uh it's just simply just simply not so when somebody experiences um uh you know the thing that they're predisposed to let's say anxiety or we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety later Mm -hmm. um but um whatever it is they're predisposed to if they find themselves experiencing more of that right now um um, are are there like tips or, or things that they can do that'll help them regain or maintain mm-hmm. their mental health? Um, you know, I don't know if it'd be consistent across depending on on what they're what they're experiencing. But you know, what what can people do to just I, I guess kind of take yeah. care of themselves or regain some mental yeah, health? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the first thing is sometimes it's just accepting mm-hmm. the trouble. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's we, good. We, we don't want to. We, we, we think why. And, and there's judgment. It's so um, to be aware of what we call metacognitions, your thoughts about what you're thinking, that often we, we expect things of ourselves. 
And so when we are in an extraordinary situation, which we all must admit COVID is, we don't know how to allow ourselves to need something different than normal. Mm -hmm. And and our faith has sometimes done us a disservice in this area, Mm. right? Like our our Christian faith in that um, you're expected to um, just believe more or to pray more or to... Right. We we put some expectations or activities on people that that don't really help them, right? And they're not necessarily allowed to accept because it's viewed as though you're not trusting God enough, which which is certainly not the truth. It's, right. Uh, we are going. You're going through something extraordinary. Right. And, um, right. You know, while God is there, that doesn't mean that there isn't some process that you need to engage in. Right. Uh, um, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that it's like we don't want the adjustment to have to happen because that pushes us. It mm. pushes our what we think is normal for us, what we think we should normally need. Mm -hmm. And so if there's something additional we need, it's just hard for us to let that be okay. So uh, one thing is just the idea of permission giving. Mm. Oh, that's good. It's like, can I give myself permission to need this extra thing I noticed? So I talked to a number of people. um, Anybody who's come to see me will often hear this, what I call needs-based thinking. And in the Christian community... I would say that why often that doesn't happen or come up is just that there's this idea it's selfish. So Mm. it's selfish to consider what I need. Um, In this time of COVID, we have to challenge that because you are a system, God's created you, but you're you as a finite system. Mm -hmm. And so that system has needs, things it needs to run effectively and to sustain. Mm -hmm. Those are the things when new things enter our environment that are challenging, that that has to adjust. Mm. And so that need for someone's very personal. That's why comparing's really unhelpful. (laughs) Okay, so it's it's an internal journey to go, well, I feel these things. I feel maybe this uptick in anxiety or I feel isolation. I feel these things. Okay, what do I as an individual person need? Mm -hmm. How do I go about getting that? But you can understand that whole way of thinking. You have to give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes great sense. Otherwise, you're stuck over here in the I should be's. Yeah. The I should be thinking, mm-hmm. which isn't going to help you. You won't give yourself the things you need, which have changed. Yeah, yeah. And it's just allowing that change. And mm-hmm. sometimes um, certain things you might need just might not be in your paradigm of what you see you as being. So somebody that's very used to being... Um, I don't know, um, really, um, I'm not thinking of an example, but if you're used to being a certain way and it's pushing you, um, in a direction you're not used to, um, then you've got to kind of be aware of that enough to go, am I willing to do something about that and care for myself? Mm -hmm. So, um, really specific. So some of the specific So that's more like that overarching idea of what you're like in it, what your thoughts are in it. I would say some actual tools, and it's very biblical. We talk a lot about how to use kind of being in the day, not going too far beyond the day, often with things, and I don't know, um, you might have experienced this, 
what COVID has taken away from us is a lot of forward thinking. Mm -hmm. Because we can't really make a whole lot of plans. You yeah. know, you may have typically gone, oh, yay, I can, I, I've got this vacation coming up. Dunst dollars is going to yeah. happen, you know, because <laughs> yeah. what's going to get in the way. Yeah. And, and it balances us nicely to have that forward thinking, something to look forward to, to balance out today. Mm -hmm. um, that's been taken away from a lot of us. Yeah. And so we can't count on we may have something planned we're like oh but covid who yeah, knows right yeah. so whatever those things are it's harder to plan into the future mm -hmm. so it's almost forcing us into this being in today yeah yeah and it's challenging yet it is actually very healthy hmm. so that idea we're not promised tomorrow yeah Let's make today everything it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. You have to kind of pull all your needs into that present day and say, how do I be who I want to be mm -hmm. in, in a much smaller place? Yeah. So just yeah. the people I meet, yeah. it, it all brings into there. And it's just a different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. But you can almost be everything you've always been with in that smaller dimension yeah. yeah that's so good you think uh, you probably i know i have in pastoring you encounter people that that and i've done it in my own life where you think well if i can just get to here yeah then, then i can be this or i can be that yes right and um uh while it's good to have a goal you can see how that stops you from living you know in the immediate or being that right now like a, you know the mm -hmm. thought that you have to have something in order to be better or to be a you know a certain way in your life um could actually be could have the has the potential to be destructive because it, because you you're not promised more than today right um, you're always living somewhere else so being yeah. present is the opposite of that it's trying to be in the now mm -hmm. we don't always do that so well yeah and nor yeah. do we need to be in the present Mm -hmm. We got lots of things to think about. We got lots of plans, <laughs> sure, right? Yeah. So it kind of forces you there. Yeah. I really want to say it can be pretty uncomfortable mm -hmm. because we're not used to it. Yeah. Well, and, and so now the and the negative feelings that you're maybe having, like that, yes, are are you suddenly have to think acknowledge about them, them, acknowledge or... them. Yeah. Right. And uh, whereas it, it, if you're planning for the future, it's maybe easier to ignore them thinking if I can just get to the future, then that'll, the, my present thing might go away. Yeah. But um, my experience is it doesn't, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. it, it might alleviate some of that, the pressure, but um, life has this way, right. Of bringing something else back around yeah. and um yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know. so it's kind of where God wants us to be. So it's mm -hmm. a good practice. Mm -hmm. So even if it's uncomfortable, it's good. Um, there's some tools to like uh, really learn to be present. I call it, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience. Some of us like to walk. We've been asked to do that a lot. That's a lot of some of the things we've been able to do in the last number of months. And you go for a walk and um, sometimes I'm really in my head when I go for a walk and, and maybe the thing I was thinking about is almost worse by the end of it because I've just ruminated the whole walk and, sure. and you know I look back on the walk and I'm like I meant I didn't see a thing I was totally in my head so a really good being present I talk about try a present walk hmm. try it see what it's like and all that means is when you go for a walk you purposefully intentionally really be in that moment Really notice what you're seeing. Notice the trees. Listen to your feet hitting the pavement. Mm. Um, be present in your senses. Oh, that's, that's good, yeah. And, and, and just occupy your mind with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And just notice what it's like yeah. at the end of that walk. Yeah, that's good. I, I, so I think as a parent, lots of times I've said to my kids, like you, um, you know, when somebody says you, you've made, you know, you're making me mad, and we usually stop them and say, well, hold on, who's in charge of you? And my kids, will, you know, now they just kind of go, oh, I'm in charge of me. But you know, in, in thinking like sometimes in the feeling overwhelmed, right by by the um, you know the thing you're predisposed to, kind of feel maybe feeling like it's taken over your life, like that very practical tip of you actually are. Um, you have more control yes. over your thoughts and feelings than we often believe that we do or understand yes. that we do. And so, um, uh, you know, being able to, I guess, regulate your, your thoughts in terms of focus on the yeah. sounds, the, you know, the, the, the feel of the wind, the, the leaves, and, the, uh, yes. and, um, and that actually helps your mind, your brain, your mind, yes. you know, um, come back. And, and level out a little, um, yeah. and um, yeah, that's that's yeah. fantastic advice. So, yeah, um, yeah. Um, thank you. Is there more to this? Or? Well, um, I I always like to say why these things are challenging. There's a real intentionality to doing those kind of things. You've mm-hmm. got to buy into it. Yeah. You've got to think it might help. And that's where we just, sometimes we just like to be in our thoughts. And all I can say to you is that if you find yourself ruminating and it disturbing you more and more, you go to a more disturbance level than a less. This is probably not a helpful place to be. <laughs> and why do we do it? Well, we do it because we actually think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. We do it because we think we're solving a problem. Um, in ruminating. Mm-hmm. So ruminating, I just mean going over the same idea or um, sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure out every avenue that could happen as a way to be prepared, as a way to combat anxiety. It's not the right way to go. Yeah. But there's going to be part of you that thinks that is. Yeah. And so that's why being present, which is, again, just to be clear about that, is sort of naming your senses pulling you back into the moment. I say to people, you know, it doesn't even have to be long. If you were doing dishes, a being present tool is to narrate what you're doing. I'm picking this dish out of the soapy water. Mm. I'm putting a cloth over it. I'm shaking it out. I'm putting yeah. it into, into the, the holder. Um, it doesn't take long to pull you there. Mm-hmm. And it can just alleviate some of that anxiousness or forward thinking that you're doing that you're not even aware of. Yeah. And just calm you for that moment, mm. and 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 it just sometimes redirects your mind yeah. to go to a different place. Ah, that, that's so, so good because, they, as you said, that ruminating um, it feeds anxiety, yes. uh, and, um, and and you know, so even pre-COVID, anxiety really seemed to be um, more and more prevalent in people's lives, yeah. and and I think that we've um, maybe lost the art a little bit of of. Um, you know, we, you know, if you're a believer, you, you, you maybe know scripture says to take every thought captive, yeah. but we don't always know how. Yes. Right. And, and we think it somehow, you know, is this, well, it, it can be a forceful thing, but it, it um, I think we haven't understood, you know, how to do that. Yeah. That, and so, you know, these are really practical. Uh, it's a practical way of taking a thought captive mm-hmm. and, and um, mm-hmm. redirecting your mind because, um, you, you, you know, well, anxiety was certainly, I, I, I becoming a common struggle for, for many people even before this. And of yeah. course, the Bible talks about, you know, fear and worry and anxiety. Um, and, um, uh, and, and so I guess to even, um, if there's more to, to discuss or even talk about, like, um, are there, are there, um, 
or there'd be flags or like cues for people that they, um, so ruminating being one, right? Like, yeah. But is there something even before ruminating that you can kind of go, oh, hey, listen, I'm headed down a path of yeah. where anxiety is going to begin to to take over. Um, right. Is there something before that or is that kind of the first? Well, yeah. So what's interesting about that is this is all about noticing, mm-hmm. noticing Being present. You. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, to me, I would say to somebody, if you feel like you're struggling, the first place is to be, be an observer of you. Mm-hmm. Because what, why that helps is it neutralizes it. It takes out any shame or, or, or judgment that's there. Just be an observer of you. Mm-hmm. When do you notice, you know, when do you feel disturbed? What is that about? When is it? What's around? What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. If you can identify them is always the starting point. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's what we often avoid. (laughs) We avoid us. I'm a world champ at avoiding. (laughs) We avoid that internal place to go, what's going on there? And so it really starts there. And the earlier, so when you say, what can you catch? Well, as soon as you notice something, you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's where that needs-based thinking comes in. A lot of people go, but I don't know what I need. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to back up and have you just try to notice you. Mm-hmm. So I often say to people, just take, what if once a day you go, what's going on for me today? Is this a good day? Is for mm. some reason this not a, is not so good a day. Why? Mm-hmm. If I was going to do something about that, if I was going to take something or notice something I needed, what is it? Mm-hmm. And then if you can identify that, can I take it? And each one of those steps has its own challenges. Mm-hmm. But it starts with just start with that question. Yeah. That's Let so it good. be all right to ask it mm-hmm. <laughs> instead yeah. of just put yourself on ignore, which we do so easily, <laughs> especially there's a lot of needs. People with busy households, children, there's a lot of needs out here. Mm-hmm. And so to take the time to go, what's happening for me, either people think it's selfish or they just don't want to notice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And so um, it starts there. So I, I've been a part of a men's group for, for some time. And, and one of the, and this is a lot of what we talk about. And, and uh, one of the things that encourages is um, journaling. And, yeah. um, you know, because um, I, I don't know if men are necessarily more or less in touch with their emotions, but there, there's the, there certainly is the recognition. Uh, it's not really about gender. There's the recognition that we so easily ignore what's yes, going on and, yes. and so journaling kind of slowing you down yeah right and having to think and to process you know what were your thoughts in that in the day or in this moment and and yeah. um uh and i i have found it useful to yeah. understanding you know yeah. what is going on why why you know why am why is it four in the afternoon and i feel restless or i feel you know um uh anxiety or whatever it is, right? And, and being able to kind of go back through my day and go, oh, okay, well, there was this and there was this that, yes. that you maybe in the moment didn't necessarily recognize or you did, but you didn't want to give it, you didn't want to give it airtime. Right, yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely, right? Uh, um, yeah, because we, um, I think we tend to think that ignoring is a, a decent strategy and, and I don't know, maybe it is. I, you, you can answer that. Um, well, uh, you're allowed to take a break from your work, but ignoring yeah. typically isn't. Typically isn't. So, right? That, that's, a good, that's good to know that though, right? That, yeah. that ignoring um, doesn't, 
because it, it, it will come back, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, it's it'll, still it'll there. make its way out sooner <laughs> or later. You know, those of us that like to stuff and cork things down, it, you know, it, yes. it, it makes its way out. And uh, <laughs> so, um, are there, are there, um, uh, are, are there like indicators around anxiety in terms of like, because um, maybe somebody isn't, you know, maybe they're not aware of their, their, um, maybe they're not aware that they're experiencing anxiety yeah, as an example, yeah. but, um, so what, what would they look for in terms of being aware or like what, what would they think is going on in them? So, I mean, right. Fear, right. ruminating, yeah. are, are there other things? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I think definitely, um, it tends to just disturb people's sleep. Like that's a very uh, okay. obvious, yeah. um, indicator mm -hmm. because just the mind's too busy or the, the body's too up in stress. Um, and so it, it's a hard one to say because even anxiety is such a catch-all phrase. It's okay. like, or, or it, it's, I guess it's, we always say, so for mental health, it's like, how much is this disrupting your life? Mm -hmm. So if things start to happen that feel really disruptive to you just doing what you've always done, and that's when you start to go, okay, yeah. maybe I should care about this because I'm not able to do what I'm usually do, able to do. That, so, that, that's what I was trying to get at. Yes. So thank you. Because I've noticed when I'm anxious, um, I don't communicate as well. Right. Um, specifically with my wife. Um, right. I'm, I'm, um, I'm more edgy. I'm more yes. blunt. Yes. I'm blunt in general. Like it's just my personality. Type, right. But I'm, I'm even more like, it's just, um, yes. you know, I'm like a hammer and that's, that's not good. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, but it is, it is me, it's my own anxiety. And so I've, I've noticed, uh, and so I try and pay attention to that, right. Yeah. That, that, um, when I get in that mode, um, and you know, when I was young, I was thinking, well, I'm getting stuff done because things need to be done. And yes. I'm trying to undo the anxiety that I feel right. As yeah. opposed to dealing with, with me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I'm trying to fix the outside stuff. And, um, so that, that's, thank you. That, that's what yeah. I had in mind, right. Was that we, we generally, I know for me, like I wouldn't communicate as well. Um, I, I become much more task oriented or directional as opposed to relational. Right. And, right. And that's not good. Right. Right. Especially, um, especially in my relationships, my marriage yes. and my you know, yes. parenting and, um, uh, because they, it, um, you know, becomes more rule-based or task-oriented as opposed to relational, which is not what the gospel, it's not what God is right. all about, right? God right. is about relationship. He's all about relationship. Yes. And so, um, uh, yeah, thank you. That, that, that's, um, well, I often, maybe it's a similar idea. I, I often talk about this feeling of having a reserve. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel that's the way God means us to do life so that it, we are prepared. We don't know what's going to come up. Who knows what's going to happen in the next yeah. 10 minutes that I want to be able to meet mm -hmm. or that maybe he calls me to meet. And so if you get that, some people would understand what I'm saying. It's like, I've got this reserve that sometimes if you, if you notice yourself, if that starts to deplete, you will get shorter with people. You will just feel this less ability to meet mm -hmm. those demands that are coming at, at you. And that would be a real indicator, kind of yeah. like what you're saying, yeah. that relational piece of feeling shorter or just that feeling of like, I don't have it in here to give. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so in that, when I, I, you know, I've hopefully grown a lot, um, <laughs> but when I was young, I would think like, 
if they would just do what I want, yeah. then I, you know, and then of course I began to realize, oh no, I'm in charge of me. Right. Right. And, right. And so like, they're not responsible for my feelings. Yeah. I'm responsible for my yes. feelings. And, and so, you know, recognizing yes. that, yeah, um, just, just what you said. Right. So I, I see it and go, oh no, it's not about making them do something different. Yeah. It's about me processing life differently. Absolutely. Um, and, um, because then, then my my relationships are healthier. Yes. Right? And and my, my family actually likes me. Yeah. <laughs> it's always nice, right? <laughs> it is nice. But but I, I think a lot of people tend I, I don't I wonder, I suspect a lot of people think that, you know, if if you know, if my spouse or my kids or my friends or my boss or what would just be a little different. Yes. Then I, you know, then I'd be okay. And yes. it just, it, it, it's not the way it works. Um, and, um, you know, I, I even had people say, well, I've prayed and asked God to change them, but it also doesn't work like that. Right. No. <laughs> right? And, uh, um, uh, you know, a change takes a lot of work on our yeah. part. And so there, there, you know, when you talk about living out of the reserve, I, I immediately think of John 10, 10, where Jesus says he came to give us life abundant mm. and the word abundant there means overflowing. Mm. Right. And because mm. that is where we're meant to live from mm. a, a place of overflowing in our, mm. in our life, um, not out of taking out of a, a depleting, you yes. know, it, it's meant to come out of, um, yeah, the, the extra, the, the more that, that God has yes. that we have from God or even just, you know, from taking care of ourselves. Yes. And I, yes. I don't think God separates those things. No, but we no. like to, as humanity, we often like to separate, um, and the, the churches, I would say in general, you know, at the church, we focus on spiritual things and, and we haven't necessarily historically done a great job around helping people take care of themselves physically or mentally, yeah. but I don't think God separates any of those. Yeah. Like we are, we are one being, so even true. though, even though, you know, we're body, soul, spirit, but God cares about it all. Yes. And so, uh, so it's good for us to, to have strategies around, yes. around all <laughs> of it. So, um, Okay, um, this has been great. We're we're gonna answer maybe a couple more questions, and then um, we'll see how yeah. it, how it goes. Uh, where are we for time? Oh, we're we're doing pretty good. Um, and uh, uh, so, in addition to you know isolation, anxiety, things like that, um, you know, there's certainly been an increase in social media use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about even before this, um, you know, there's like every opinion under the sun is now. Uh, on social media and you don't even have to be an expert of any kind. You can just have an opinion (laughs) (laughs) and and have nothing to base it on. Right. It's just what you think and feel and you can put it out there for everybody else to see and, and to hear. And, and, um, and so is there, um, uh, and I, I know you'd, you'd mentioned that, you know, social media isn't necessarily where where you spend a lot of your focus and and that's fine, but, uh, just maybe looking for, um, like what would be healthy, maybe some healthy habits for people yeah, around yeah, social media yeah, yeah, yeah. to help maintain mental health. Because I, um, I, as an example, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm on Facebook. Um, I don't go on very often. But you, again, like you, you go onto Facebook and you, you get a wide range of opinions. Mm-hmm. And, and at times I have found myself like, oh, I'm bothered by them. Yes. Right. Yes. And so then I immediately leave Facebook because I'm like, well, that's not healthy for me. And so um, limiting time, I guess, would be for me, for me, like I need yes. to, um, limit my time. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on it anyways, but, um, I, I and so I, and I ignore all kinds of things uh, right. so intentionally right. because I've recognized that it's got not good for me. Are, are there other, you know, things that, that yeah, yeah. Well, I think, 
first of all, I want to say like, we really are allowed to escape. We need that sometimes mm. just to turn our brain off. No, and good. I think people use, think social media is going to be good for that. Okay. <laughs> so they use it as an escape. I would say typically it's not going to be the escape you want. So a really good escape is a book, um, a movie, something mm. where it takes you out, unless that movie like <laughs> brings up stuff, then maybe not. But it's about um, pandemics, maybe and, you want to avoid and, that. And, and, and we have to give ourselves permission to take breaks. You know, we can't sure. be working on ourselves mm. all the time. It's really healthy to go... I just need some off time. And so I think people think that social media is going to be good for that. Um, tends not to be. I will say my few pieces on why I don't think it's good for that. One, it gives you an automatic comparison piece to everybody ah, so out good. there. Yeah, there it is. That's good. And, and, <laughs> and so you might see Joe Blow looking like he's having the best time of his life yeah, on the day. People put their worst day on social exactly. media. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, so we've got that going on. And then in this COVID time, right? Um, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but you know, Facebook's really changed for its use. It used mm. to be, I used to, okay, you see pictures of friends and I really liked it to keep up with my, you know, my family in Ireland and stuff like that. But it's really changed to be kind of more, this is where people have their soapbox moments and and, and puts their, their opinions out mm -hmm. there. It's just become a platform over that. Right yeah. or wrong, that's what it's used for for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Well, you just may be a person that that's not going to help you take a break. Yeah. In fact, it's going to maybe create that disturbance level in you. Mm-hmm that might increase. And so um, I would say for anybody, notice what it's like when you're on there. Is it doing something good for me or not? Yeah. To ask yourself that question. That's good. Um, and maybe then choose a different escape. Mm -hmm. So it's not wrong to want a break or an escape. That just may not be the best yeah. one for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so thinking too, when you mentioned anxiety, sometimes uh, leads to a lack of sleep or trouble sleeping. Yes. And, and I um, strongly suspect lots of people when they have trouble sleeping, their, their go-to is I pick up my phone or my device yes. and, I, and I scroll through social media, which does not help you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Moment, yes. Right? So yes. you mentioned like reading a book or you know, um, uh, the Bible, <laughs> lots of times prayer has yes. put me to sleep. I know that sounds awful, but, uh, but it, it, it worked. Yeah. Well, it's not meant to sound awful, but it, it you know, talking to God uh, as yes. an example. Right. Um, and, um, it's letting those, I think that when I talk about noticing, it's you letting yourself be unique enough to recognize what is a good escape for me. Mm. That could, I mean, I suppose, yeah, right. Maybe it's it does, really it different for different yeah, people. Sure. It's just what is that? And when I say escape, I just mean you tr can turn your mind off for a little bit. Mm. You're, you're not in your head. You're, you're, and, and again, sometimes really present things. That's why exercise can be so great because often people are quite present when they exercise. Mm -hmm. And that's a really bonus on, on a mental perspective, but to each his own. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you just being really aware of, is this actually doing for me what I'm purporting yeah. it should? Yeah. And social media just sometimes really, really doesn't do that. Sure. The yeah. hard part is being intentional about going away from it. And mm -hmm. that's just what some people do. They're, they're too mindless about it. Oh, let me just pick up my phone. So what I would say, if you think that that is a disturbance for you, is not helping you, you need to be very intentional about leaving it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's and good. And that is the hard yeah. step. Yeah, that that's that is so good. Yeah. Um, I I know I um, I ignore I unfollow a lot of people. Yes, I, uh, which I think is to, yeah. fine and good. Yeah, <laughs> yes. to, to, uh, uh, <laughs> if their posts are disturbing, then... Yeah, and, yeah. And to try and get it to, as you said, like around my friends, my yeah. friends and family, yeah. right? because that's who I'm really interested in and what I'm actually on yes. social media for. Um, well, thank you. This has been great, Elaine. And, um, you know, if you're watching this and you're wondering, well, I, I don't really know what my needs are. I'm not really sure you know, what, what my predisposed kind of, kind of things are, I would encourage you to, to get in, in contact with Elaine and, um, uh, and set up some appointments. And, uh, I, I know that she could help you so much. Um, as, as we close today, um, would you mind maybe praying for uh, everybody? I would love to. Okay, I would love thank to. You so much. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh Lord Jesus. We, we thank you so much just to give us this opportunity to be here to experience your presence here as we talk about really a really important part of just what we experience as human beings is is our mental health, what we're thinking about, what our feelings are, what's going on for us. And we do, um, we do have a level of, of comfort in doing that and some people not a lot of comfort in noticing. And so, Lord, we really need you. We need you to help us be brave. Be brave to explore our internal self and to care about it because you want us healthy. You want us healthy mm -hmm. that in the day, not tomorrow, in today, mm -hmm. we can be what you need us to be. Yeah. The good that's put before mm -hmm. us, we are able to do. We have the reserve to do it. And so, Lord, it's extremely important, and I'm so thankful that you help us with this, that we are not alone, that you are here to be our comfort and to help us with challenging things. And so, um, yeah, I'm so hopeful, Lord, that whoever is listening to, the, to this, it's helpful, and that you will help them along their journey in just health in general, and certainly are changing us to be more like you. Yeah. And so thank you, Lord, for that power of your spirit to change us. Um, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elaine, for joining right. us today. Thank you. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this. I know I certainly have. Um, it'll be a couple weeks before we, we have another uh, podcast um, because there's some vacations happening uh, for some of us. So um, God bless you, and we'll see you again soon.